This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm your host, Nick Pete. Every week here on the Radio City Talk, Tuesday nights, half past six till half past seven, we bring you the very best of Merseyside's fight scene. Boxing, mixed martial arts, everything. We cover anything and everything that's going on inside every ring and every cage invo- involving us scousers and representatives from this great city. Um, Massive week this week, obviously the Amir Khan Roadshow rocked into town earlier today. Big press conference down at the Hilton Hotel. They were talking about uh, you know the, the the fights that are going on there, Masha Dodd and everything else. Uh, Connor Ben's been added to that bill now. Exciting for local fight fans. Tasha Jonas and Anthony Fowler were down there. We I don't quite know what's happening with Tasha yet, but fingers crossed there might be a a title fight announcement a little bit further down the line. One man that wasn't announced for that bid, but we hope will be added to that card on April 21st. Joins me in the studio right now, Mr Paul Butler, former world champion. How are you doing, sir? Not too bad, Nick. Yourself? All good, mate. Yeah, all good. Excited about this card, obviously, in Liverpool, April 21st. More, though, I'm excited about the fight this coming weekend at the O2 Arena. And that's why you're not being announced for this card yet, Paul, because you're in action this weekend in an eight-rounder. That's right? Yeah, I'm out this Saturday. Um, I think it's an eight-rounder on the Ecole and Chamberlain bill, so looking forward to that and then... Hopefully we can we can get a win and, and push on for April twenty first. Yeah, April twenty first, of course, uh, potential there for fingers crossed a world title fight. I want to come on to that a little bit later in the show. I want to talk to you about your training camp and everything else. But first and foremost, as a fellow copite, Paul, it, we've got to talk football first because again we're coming off the back of a terrible week for Liverpool Football Club. I know you go on your social media, you're very vocal about the situation right now with Jurgen Klopp and the players coming in, the players going out and. Listen, we we were 18 games undefeated, but we've lost our last two. We're critically getting knocked out of the FA Cup against. It doesn't look good, does it? No, it's, it's not good at all, especially West Brom at home. I remember years ago, my dad goes on about it, he bangs on about it. As soon as we'd go 1-0 up, we'd shut up shop and we'd be very hard to beat. We'd never get beat if we were 1-0 up back in the 80s, 90s. But now we just seem to score, concede, concede. It's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Mm. Have you been, um, you know, what's your what's your take on Klopp at the moment? Because I've seen on social media in the past you've had a bit of a pop on pop at him. I, I'm a massive Klopp fan, and I, again, I, I try and think of things and stay as positive as I can. I, I look at them 18 games undefeated, and I kind of go, okay, we've lost the last two. The, the, the FA Cup one hurts a little bit because that's the fourth consecutive year we've gone out the FA Cup at, at this stage in the tournament, I believe, which is shocking. But where are you right now with Jürgen Klopp? Because let's be honest, at the end of this season, Paul, that's three seasons without a trophy now. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's just... I don't know. It, it winds me up that like we go to Seville away, we're 3-0 up, and he leaves them front four on. Shut up, shop. Learn how to be boring at times. I know it's nice for the crowd to watch us score four, five, six goals. But get the win. Shut up, shop. Yeah. Take one of the four off, put a defensive mid on. Yeah. Put another defender on. Uh, who else was at Arsenal away? Three one up. Can't, who goes to Arsenal is three one up after fifty five minutes. Yeah. Learn how to learn how to see a game out. Um we brought a defender in, I think we need a keeper. Yeah. I think I think we need a keeper badly. Um the two of them are as bad as each other at the moment. It can't um, be good rotating keepers all the time, nah, is it? I think you know, and I must Danny Ward feel. 
these two are getting exactly. swapped backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, because every time one of them plays, he has a howler, so then yeah. the other one plays. And, and poor Danny Ward just kind of sits there going, what am I doing then? Exactly. Um, he deserves a chance, don't he? The Absolutely. Um, He's got to think, if I'm not getting a chance now with these two clowns, yeah. when am I ever going to get a chance? They're spilling everything, they're doing everything wrong. It's just, it's embarrassing to say at times, because you just go on social media and we're just getting terrorised and you're thinking, this... this this shouldn't be us. This isn't Liverpool. Look how much money we're spending, and why can't we go out and buy a, a, a top class goalkeeper? Yeah, I know we're talking of Roma's keeper, but I haven't seen too much of him to be honest. Um, and I think we need another centre half. Yeah, obviously, I think the Virgil Van Dijk purchase was a big statement. Obviously, that was Klopp's number one target in the summer. Um, Nabi Keiter, of course, we finally mm. got him, but we got him a year later than what we were hoping for. Yeah. So I, I kind of offer a little bit of a you know I've got to hold my mind a little bit because I'm thinking well Jürgen he didn't get the two signings that he wanted in the summer Mm -hmm. so who knows he may well be in a stronger position now maybe he doesn't believe he's got a strong enough team defensively to be able to stop the offence so it's like okay we're 3-1 up let's put some more midfielders or defenders on and and cut take take off one of the fab four or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be or um, maybe he just believes he hasn't got the strength in depth to do that um but you find yourself trying to make excuses for him now. You do, constantly. Um, we shouldn't be getting beat to, to Swansea away from home. Uh, I find anyone that sits nine men behind the ball against us, they're in with a chance. Yeah. Everton done it at Anfield in the, um, in the, in the league. Yeah. Um, There's a blueprint there, isn't there? Yeah. Like every time someone sits nine, nine men behind the ball, you think, we'll try and catch them on the break. Yeah. I, I think that's why it's only when we play the, the so-called bigger teams mm. that we seem to play great because they yeah. come at us. They're trying to win the game as well, unless you're Man United. Look at the City game. They opened up. They were confident in their ability. We were confident in our ability. Yeah. And we beat them. Yeah. Um, great game to watch. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I think if, if you don't open up against us, you're always in with a chance of a draw or, or snatching a win. Yeah. The difference, as you, as you say, Bournemouth... We go to Bournemouth and they come at us. Yeah. They they come at us and we tore them apart. Mm. Swansea, they shut up shop and just yeah. tried to pinch something. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> it, but we can see it as fans from the terraces. If we can see it, what's going on at the training ground that they still do it, you know? It's like the corner thing. We defend corners with eleven men in the box. I know. We used to have Coutinho in the box. It baffled me. It's like, well, at least mm. have someone on the halfway line. Exactly. Because yeah. the pace we've got. You're just inviting more of their players into our box. Of course, box, well, you're, no, you're no offensive mm. threat from a corner then. If you've got Mo Salah standing on the halfway line, yeah. you're going to have at least two players. So now the maximum they can put in the box is eight, yeah. where we can have ten in the box. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. You know, I, no. I don't understand it. But, the, you know, modern football, it's all about science and, and, and numbers and statistics these days. But I just think sometimes to go back to the way Shankly won the game, you know, it's, it's, it's a simple game made complicated, isn't it? It is. It is. It is baffling. How's your, how's your football going at the moment? We're all right. Um, we're a point behind top on a Saturday with yeah. the game in hand. So. Is it Atherton? Your team Atherton, is it? So- Sutton Athletic. Sutton, yeah. Sutton yeah. Athletic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully we, we can get that game in hand sorted and, and we can go top, hopefully. Is it the, yeah. is it the team who are above you, the, who you've got? Oh, sorry, you've got a we, game in we, hand under them? Yeah, we played them on some, uh, Saturday, actually. Right, okay. We got a late pen out and uh, one of the lads put it away, so... Happy days. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Did you? You're not able to play at the weekend. I played. Saturday. Did you, yeah. <laughs> Joe? If you're listening to this, I'm mm. sorry. He's blew well, himself up. I walked in the gym on Saturday, and Joe went to play football. I was like, "Yeah." I just put my head down as soon as I said, "Yeah." I walked away. 
the week before as well. I can't not. I've done it before world title fights. I've, I've, I've played and I've been like, I shouldn't be playing late, but I can't not, honestly. When does the season end? What's um, the, when's the last game of the season? May, I think. Start of May. Oh, so mm. you're going to go into a, a top-of-the-table clash in the final April 21st, potentially could be, you know, hopefully we'll come on to it later in the show, hopefully yeah. a world title fight, but... You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to be on the touchline. Don't be. Don't be yeah, playing no. the week before no, a world no. title fight this time. Hopefully we've got the league wrapped up by then. But if not, no, I'll, I'll be on the touchline definitely for that one. Do you find yourself um, more passionate it's about football than you are about boxing? Is yeah. that would that be true? I'd say so. Yeah. You watch more football definitely. than boxing. Do you think? Yeah, or definitely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Do you think there's um? Was there any ever time in in your career where you thought you know why am I paid to make it as a pro footballer? Do you ever have that about you? Or? I, I always used to play as a kid, um, up until ten, and then I just stopped because I, I went I went obviously um, boxing at ten, and then I just completely stopped and I was all boxing. I was boxing mad. I was watching boxing on the telly nonstop, um, and then I got back into football. I started playing football again when I was about eighteen. Um, I'm just I'm Saturday and Sunday now. Both days. Yeah. Mm. It's like Tony Bell. You speak to Tony Bell, you about it, and he's obsessed with amateur football. He's obsessed with starting his own Saturday league team. Yeah. Uh, and he can't wait until his career's over to do it because I think he stopped playing football when he was about 21, 22. Yeah. But you speak to him, typical Tony Bell, you believes he's the greatest centre yeah. forward since Duncan Ferguson. Still the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm. that's why he wants to start his own team. But one, once the career's done, and you've got a few years left in the game yet, let's be honest, and a load more titles, but. Is that something you think you'll pursue the rest of your... You know, is it is it the crack with the lads? Is that what you yeah, love about the football? That, that's what it is, yeah. It's, it's winning with the lads, isn't it? And, and having, having a buzz after the game and obviously winning things. It's, it, finals days are, are brilliant. We're in a semi-final um, the week after this fight. Uh, it was meant to be... The 21st? It, it was meant to be on the, um, on the 3rd. Oh, it was right, meant to okay. be this Saturday and they had to ring the league and say, listen, if you were the lads are coming down to London, can you postpone it a week? Yeah, and um, it was nice of them. They, they did like um, so. We've got that the week after, and then we've got a top of the league clash again uh, the week after that. Wow, mm. it's good that the league. That what league is it that you're it's playing? The Chester Prem. We oh, did nice, start okay. off in the bottom league, and then they give us the choice because we were unbeaten in that. We went the whole season with wins, um, and won a World Cup. So they give us the choice to skip a league and go straight to the Prem. So that's what we've done, and now we're. We're pretty much top of the Prem now as well. So, so the, is this your first season in the Prem as well? Yeah, first season in the Prem, yeah. Oh, wow, OK. Second so, season as a team. So you basically... Is it? Yeah, that's mm. unbelievable. Yeah, we're doing well, like... Have you, did you know all the lads before? Is it yeah, all your I mates played, and stuff like that? I played like them that? on Sundays and a, a few of them were in West Cheshire teams and but we, we all came together as mates. There's, there's not one person in the group that isn't one of the mates, which is a good thing. Yeah. Everyone drinks in the same pub, it's... Good crack, like. Where's the, what's the pub called? Mm, it's called the Castro Sports and Social. Brilliant. Yeah. So it's literally on Saturday, Sunday game. Yeah. Back to Castro. Yeah. Couple of pints. Happy days. Great. Couple well, not for you, couple obviously. Of couple for of me. waters for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because you know you, you when you talk football, with you, your eyes kind of light up. Mm. You, it seems like you get more. Will you get more of? Let's be honest now. April 21st, again, we'll come on to this later in the show. Fingers crossed. You know, this weekend, warm-up fight, very dangerous. We'll talk about that shortly. April 21st, hopefully. And if it's not April 21st, it'll be sometime this summer open world title fight is definitely the next fight for you. Um, Winning a world title again, then, or winning the Prem this season with the lads? (laughs) (laughs) Two 
two different buzzes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> be honest. They had the world title, but winning the Prem's a close, close second. <laughs> telling you. It hasn't been won by an Ellsmere Port team. It's a Chester Prem, so the Chester lot don't really like all the Port teams coming down and beating oh, them. It's okay. So it, it'll, be, it'll be nice to win that Prem, yeah. So is it, are you the only team in that in the Prem from Ellesmere Port? No, there's a few in it, but it's never been but won no by a But no one's ever got ever yeah, won it? it's never been won by a Port team. Right, okay. There's a few Birkenhead teams in it. Um, we went up to Mash's End actually a few weeks ago against Shafts. They were top of the league at the time. We beat them four-two. Brilliant. Um, good game. Did you text Mash? Did you let them know? No. Been no. on your stomping ground, son. Yeah. Left me mark. Yeah, we did. They put a complaint in the bars actually, because all the lads were drinking on the line, making too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> Not the subs, I hope. That was just the fans, was it? Just yeah. The fans, yeah. <laughs> so just get a good a good crew yeah, going down there, we yeah. Get at least forty every week, 40, 50 lads all on the line. Brilliant. You know what they're like. Yeah, of course. They're all, they're all on the drink and that, so... They're all living vicariously through you, you see. I bet yeah, you, so they're yeah. all non-players, they, but they just love yeah, the crack every yeah, week. Yeah, they just come every week, yeah. Every and it, did you find it's this, is it the same kind of group of lads that'll come and watch you fight as well? Yeah, they'll all come and watch the fight, yeah. yeah Unbelievable. Yeah, it's good. All the footy lads, all, all the lads that come and watch. Yeah. They all come, yeah. So come on, let's finish this part of the show. Back, Let's bring it back to Liverpool and... You know, what what do you think the future is? Do you think Klopp's going to get another season? Are you, are you starting to get on the bandwagon now where you think Klopp needs to start? Because, again, I know he started, I think it was, he came in in October. It, you know, it wasn't yeah. the start of the season, but it was pretty early on, let's be honest. Mm. And come this May, for me, that'll be three seasons at the helm. I know we got to two finals in his first season, but, you know, yeah. we didn't win them. But that, that, that is what it is. Yeah. But still, you know... Listen, Champions League still remains. We're, we're Liverpool fans, so we're optimistic of anything. Anything can happen in that tournament. And, mm. you know, to use a boxing parlance, we've certainly got a puncher's chance. You never know. You never yeah. know. But it's looking very tough now that we're going to end this season with silverware. And that'll be three three seasons in a run. And apparently that's the worst. That'll be first time in seven years without silverware at Liverpool Football Club, which just hasn't been done again for about 40, 50 years. So it, yeah. it's not good. If it was any other manager, I feel like... You know, if there's any other manager that we've had previously, we'd, we'd all be carrying banners through the streets right now. Yeah, I think I think if we get top four, I think he, he'll definitely be there next season. Um, if we struggle to, to get in the top four, you've got to start asking questions, haven't you? Yeah. Um, Sturridge went this week as well. Sturridge went yesterday gone, yeah. to West Brom. Um, surprised by that? As a Liverpool not, fan, I, I wasn't surprised. In fact, no, I'm not really that bothered. I'm no, glad he's gone because he, he brought not, nothing to the table. That's it. He's in for two games and he's out for two months, isn't he? Um, great finisher. If you wanted, if you wanted the ball to fall to any man in our team in the 12-yard box, it would be Daniel Sturridge. But it's getting him in the 12-yard box. Yeah, it's box. getting him playing. Um, yeah. Seems it's been an ongoing thing for years that they're on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but with Klopp, I think I think if he gets top four, I think he'll he'll stay. But if he doesn't, it's who do you get in though if he goes? Oh, absolutely, you know, and that and that's I, that was I, what I was just going to say. I honestly wouldn't mind Rafa back. Yeah, um, we'd go away from home and we'd be hard to beat. I remember going the year we won the Champions League, two thousand and five, away to Juventus, no Steven Gerrard in the team, nil nil draw because we beat him at Anfield two one. Yeah, um, we were hard to beat. We'd go away to the new Camp. Win, yeah. Real, oh, everywhere we went, we were hard to beat under Rafa, yeah. um, and we need to be like that now under um, on, under Klopp. That's what I mean about three 0 Seville. Shut up shop. Yeah. Learn to be boring. We weren't great under Rafa football wise, but we'd get the results we needed. 
absolutely, yeah. Two Champions League finals speak for themselves, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, you're listening to Fight Disciples. This is a boxing show. Sorry, we're talking about football. Obviously, me and Paul Butler, both massive Reds. Coming up in part two, I'm going to talk about the fight this coming weekend. And bizarrely, you know, it's Tuesday now. and We've actually got two potential opponents for Paul this weekend. I'll explain why in part two. And we'll also look ahead to that potential world title fight for him on April 21st. If not April 21st, potentially early summer. Stick with us. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm Nick Pete. I'm still joined in the studio, I'm glad to say, by former world champion Paul Butler. We've just been rapping about Liverpool and during the break there as well. We were still talking about it as well. We're desperate to see some new faces at Anfield to ensure we get this top four and hopefully a decent run in the Champions League to kind of save our season to, in some ways, keep Jürgen Klopp in a job as well because I want to see what he can do with a summer where he's fully supported and hopefully where he gets the where he gets the buys he wants. Anyway, that's the, that's the football. Let's put the football to bed for now. Uh, we'll fast forward for this weekend, Paul. As I say, April 21st was in, was confirmed today in Liverpool with Amir Khan. We hope to see you on that bill. But first and foremost, you're on this big bill this weekend at the O2 Arena. Cracking card. I'll come on to the, the other fights on the card later on. But right here, right now, Tuesday night, um, you've got a TBA opponent. Now, you've got a couple opponents... On, on the offering, if you're scheduled for an eight-rounder, how does, for someone listening to this now, a fight fan, surely with, with less than a week to go, you still don't know who your opponent is. This is this is, this is is weird, isn't it? It happens quite a lot, to be honest, when um, you're doing, like, say a warm-up, it, it's a must-win. Um, yeah. In, in some ways, it's as important as a world title fight, because if yeah, you lose definitely. this, say goodbye to the world title fight. Exactly. Um, yeah, we've got to be switched on, but it's hard to be switched on when you're not 100% on the uh, opponent. So I'm sure we'll find out within the next day or so. Yeah. Um, and we'll sit down and look. And we have looked at the pair of them, to be honest. Uh, I went in the gym yesterday and I was watching Vargas. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know a little bit about them. So whichever one it is, I'm happy. Yeah. So right now on the table, there's potential to fight Jefferson Vargas, who's Ecuadorian but lives in it and is based out of Valencia in Spain. He's got a five and seven record. Um, he's actually fought in the UK last time out as well. He fought Joe Ham back in December and can give Joe Ham six rounds. So, uh, and the other one is uh, a Mexican, Pablo Hernandez, who's got a three and three record. On, on paper, Paul, you know these are guys that shouldn't shouldn't be in your class anyway. No. You know these are guys that let's be, let's be honest, aren't fit to spar you. Yeah. But from a career point of view it's career suicide if you don't take one of these guys, these guys serious yeah definitely if I just walk in there and I think I'm just going to blow them away within a round or so you've seen people before get caught by journeymen and and whatnot. so we've got to take them serious go in there do a job and uh, move on to April hopefully so listen Amir Khan in town today they're all in town today the, the big matchroom road show is in town to announce this April 21st card why are we not why, why are you fighting here then? Why aren't you just sitting on the sidelines? Why aren't, why aren't you on the top table today at the press conference waiting to announce April 21st and hopefully a, a title fight there? What, why are we going to London this weekend? I think we're waiting on um, Jamie McDonald to decide what he's doing with his WBA title. Um, I know after his last fight against Solis, he said he was moving up. Yeah. Um, but he's still holding on to the title for some reason. Don't know what reason it is. Um if he's staying around, then then let's get it on on April twenty first. If not, give it up and and me and Solis will, yeah, 
We'll get it on. So just to bring five fans up up to pace with that, Jamie McDonald, who's based out of uh, based out of Sheffield, uh, I think he's Doncaster born, isn't he? But yeah, he, he trained with he trains with Dave Caldwell out of Sheffield. He's the current WBA World Bantamweight champion. Now his last two fights um, in November two thousand and sixteen, uh, November two thousand sixteen, yeah, he fought mm. Salise and he won a unanimous decision, somewhat controversial unanimous decision. That was in Monte Carlo. They rematched in November, just gone, November 2017, and they fought in Monte Carlo again, and it became a no decision. It was stopped because it was a clash of heads, wasn't it? Head clash in the third round. Yeah, Head clash in the third, on. which if you don't go past so many rounds, the yeah. fight gets called a no, a no contest. So there's there's kind of like unfinished business, if you like, between Jamie McDonnell uh, and Salis and Laborio Salis, uh, who's, who's from Panama, um, but unfortunately, Jamie McDonald's come out and his, and his trainer, Dave Caldwell, who, who, know, who we know on this show very well, they've come out and said, categorically, Jamie McDonald, this is what's happening. He's struggling to get down to bantamweight. He's struggling to make weight. So he's got to move up to super bantamweight. So I was told by Dave Caldwell, listen, tell Paul Butler to forget about chasing Jamie McDonald. We're moving up a weight division. The belt's going to become vacant, which is why all the talk is you and the body of Solis for the vacant belt. But McDonald hasn't given up the belt. He's made no clear statements since the turn of the year that he's going to give up the belt. Is is the delay, do you think, attached to the fact that the super super bantamweight champion at WBA, uh, Guillermo Rigondo, is yet to confirm what he's doing, do you think? Well, Rigondo got stripped. Um, when he fought uh, Lomachenko. Yeah, he got stripped um, of his WBA title. So the only reason I can think of is Jamie McDonald is waiting for the WBA to say, you're going to box so-and-so for... That title, um, but it seems to be a long delay because I've been waiting for the, for ages for this fight. Yeah. Um, and and you're quite listen. If McDonald's sticking round, you're quite happy to fight McDonald. Yeah, I'll, I'll box McDonald. Yeah, because that's a I've fight you've wanted for, for a while for, anyway. I've asked for it loads of times. Um, but as we all know, he's apparently moving up. Um, I got told to be ready for February the third. Um, for Solace. Yeah. Originally. Um when Jamie had the draw with Solace. So uh, we were training right over Christmas, thinking February the 3rd we're boxing Solace. Obviously, we're in an eight-rounder, but that's just to, to gear up for April 21st, and hopefully that'll be Solace yeah. for the world title. It's funny because you're someone that's, you know, let's be honest, you've suffered in your career by delays, yeah. by wrong opponents, by not mm. being... Not getting the opportunities when you should have got them. Let's you know. Let's let's be fair. It forced you to trade, change promoters. It forced yeah. you to jump over to matchroom. Is is this starting to feel a little bit familiar? Or it, yeah. it, it, you know, I guess you can't blame Eddie Earn for this because it's no. a kind of out of his hands. You're the number one guy at the WBA for mm. the WBA belt. But just it's just kind of like a a short term waiting game, is it? While we wait and see what the champion's going to do. Yeah, um, basically, Adam's yeah, going to speak to Eddie on Saturday. Um, Obviously, before the fight, and we'll get some answers off Eddie, and I'm sure he'll have some for us on Saturday, and, and where we go from here. Yeah. So you obviously, if they if they were going to line the Sully's fight up for February, the plan certainly is keep you fresh this weekend, stop mm. you from getting frustrated, stop yeah. you from being in a situation that you were in previously. Eddie's yeah. like, you know what, get you out on an eight rounder. Yeah. Get your paid, but keep you busy as well, so you feel like you're you're, you're nice and fresh. And then, as you say, hopefully Solis. And if it's not Solis, then maybe McDonald yeah. on April the 21st. You know, that, that's that got to be 
where you wanted to be. You know, when, when you signed with Matchroom at the back end of last year, you had the fight with Stuart Hall at the Echo Arena, which was for the, the Continental WBA belt, which made yeah. you the number one contender. That was the goal, wasn't it? it was, that was the yeah. reason why you jumped, because the world title fight was coming. Yeah, I want, I want to be in big fights. And Eddie, give me that straight away, straight on an eliminator um, for the winning of Jamie McDonald's Solace. Obviously, now Jamie's moving up. Um, Solace got the draw with him, so we'll... Uh, Hopefully get Solace. Yeah. Two very different styles, McDonald and Solace, though. Mm. Which one do you think would better suit you to make for a good fight? Because, listen, coming out of your last fight, obviously it was a rematch with Stuart Hall, as I just say, that was at the Echo Arena in mm. September. You got a little bit of criticism for that. People saying, yeah. oh, I was a bit bored watching that fight. Yeah. I wasn't personally. I thought it yeah. was a, a masterclass. I didn't yeah. think at any point Stuart Hall mm. made inroads in on the fight. No, never. Just because you didn't throw the bathwater out to try and get him out of there. Yeah. But that would have been stupid. This was a final, yeah. basically a final eliminator for a world title. Yeah, it was, that night was all about making him look daft and and giving him a boxing lesson and, and putting on a show, a lot better show than I did the first time against him. Yeah. Because there was a lot of talk from his side saying he won the first one. Yeah. I knew deep down that I'd improved a lot. Yeah. Um, In the first fight, there was a couple of close rounds. You yeah, had, you was, had, a, bit yeah. Of, you had a bit of a war with him, let's be yeah, honest. Obviously, I've watched that back and... There was a few mistakes from myself, yeah. Uh, especially, especially going down the street from from seven, eight, nine onwards. My chin's coming up in the air. The mistakes are there to be seen, but we we got through it. Um, very inexperienced back then as well. So. Yeah, but September felt like a statement, and I said that it afterwards. Did, yeah. uh, even on this show, I was like, mm. I'm, I was over the moon with your performance. Mm. I thought you absolutely rubber stamped that 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 matchup. I'm like, okay, yeah. Look, who, who who's the proven guy here who deserves a, a, a world title fight again? Mm, um, yeah, touching on who would prefer, who would make the better fight. The better fight would be with Solace, yeah. I believe, because he'll come and he puts it on you. Um, but I'd rather Jamie because he's the name. Yeah, he's the established champion. It's always nice to yeah. dethrone the champ, isn't it? Yeah, really, and fight for the vacant belt. And with it being talked about for the last couple of years, um, with me missing out when I was with Frank, um, money situations, etc. Um, it'd have been nice to get older Jamie, but I just want that title. Yeah. If it's Solace, then we'll have Solace. Is, is there any other belts out there potentially? Is it definitely, or you, have you got all your eggs in the WBA basket right yeah, now? Yeah, I think I think we're all eggs in the one basket at the moment. Yeah. Mm. So because obviously, if McDonald decides he's going to stick around, you know the last thing we want, but could happen, would be a third fight with Solace yeah. just because of what happened last time out, exactly. which again leaves you on the sidelines for potentially another six months. Mm. I'd be calling for Burnett then. Send yeah. me over to Ireland. Of course. Well, that yeah. was the other thing I was going to ask you. Obviously, Ryan Burnett is a he's a you know he's a two time world champion now. He's got both the belts. Um, is is and I think stylistically that's a great fight for you as well. It is a top fight. Um, Ryan's a good kid. Um, very inexperienced himself. I think he's had like nineteen fights, is it? I think so. Yeah, it's not yeah. many. Yeah, eighteen. Um, yeah, it could be eighteen. Uh, good kid, very skilled. Uh, but I think it'd be a great fight. That good thinking fight for the pair of us. Yeah. Mm. Stylistically, I think that's a a cracking matchup. I think McDonald mm. can be a little bit on the back foot. I think Solace, to be honest, I think you take Solace, Solace to school a little bit. I think I think with Solace, I think it's pretty much like Stewie Hall, but he's smaller than him. Yeah. Uh, comes. Looking for the big right hand. Yeah. He telegraphs it a bit more than Stewie Hall as well. So I think he'd be there for me all night. Yeah, exactly. I think Burnett, I think right now with, with McDonald going, I think you and Burnett are really tussling to see who's the best in the division. Mm-hmm. And that's a super exciting thing. But then I guess 
for you to win a WBA belt. That yeah. takes you to the negotiating table with a completely different conversation than if that, you go to Burnett now, Cap and That's hand. it, yeah. Um, at least you're going with something. Um, Burnett, of course, got the IBF and the WBA super, super bantamweight title. Yeah. Um, but then if you become WBA regular world champion, mm. then categorically, Burnett certainly seems to be the logical fight to make. 100%, yeah. Um, makes sense, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know what. I think he's gonna be he's gonna have a mandatory put on him soon with the IBF. Um I'm not sure of the kid's name. Little Puerto Rican kid, but he's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not I'm not too sure how long Ryan will keep hold of the IBF for. Oh right, okay. You fancy the Puerto Rican kid anyway, he's good. No, I, I, I just don't think he'll keep hold of the IBF. I think he, he maybe give that up. Ah uh, right, okay, he might walk away from yeah. it. But then again I think he's in a final I think he's in a um he's boxing Haskins next, this kid. Oh right, okay. Mm, good kid, to be honest. I, oh no, he's, it's not been announced. It's not been uh, confirmed. Yeah, I just thought it might have been on there then, but mm. um, I'll have to have a little look, th- little look through for that kid's name. But Burnett, he's kind of come from nowhere. Have you have been surprised by the impact he's he's made in such a short space of time? Were you surprised when he when he beat uh, when he beat Haskins? No, I fancied him to stop uh, Haskins. To be honest, um, I thought Stewie all. Was very unlucky against Haskins. Yeah, very close. Um, but I thought the pressure of, especially from round six onwards, I thought Stewie just about nicked it by a round. Um, and then I fancied Ryan to stop him. Yeah. Um, good performance against Zaki Ionov as well when he when he added the second belt. You know, I was yeah. surprised by. I was surprised how by good his he looked tactics. Then. Yeah, I was surprised by the tactics that night. Uh, stood in front of him and, and pretty much done what. Zanet wanted him to do, yeah, uh, and beat him at his own game. So yeah. I was very surprised at that he boxed very well that night. Um, could have made it a lot easier than, than what he did, but he got the win. He got the win, but he got it in style as well in front yeah. of them Belfast fans. And I think, yeah. you know, as someone, I think that's why that's the, for me. This is the most most mouthwatering fight in the division because he looks very good. He looks like him winning multiple ways, similar mm-hmm. to yourself. I, I want to know not only who's the best in the world, but I want to know who's the best in Britain. Is it you or is it Ryan Burnett? Because right yeah. now I feel like you two are alongside each other. Yeah. The yeah. only difference is he's got two belts at the moment, and you're still That's waiting it. to get yours. That's it. Um, just give me the chance, and and, and we'll prove it. Absolutely. It's a I tell you what, it's a bubbling little weight class, isn't it? Before we go on to uh, the, the fight this weekend, I want to ask you about uh, the rest of the fighters on the card this weekend. And we'll also talk about April twenty first, but. Um, I've got to ask you, if World Boxing Super Series, now I was talking to someone pretty close to that last year, uh, a couple of weeks ago, sorry, and um, obviously the, the tournament this time around, we've just had the Cruiserweight semi-final at the weekend, the first one, absolutely sensational stuff in, out mm. in Latvia. We've got the second one this weekend um, with, with Dortikus and Gasayev, yeah. and then obviously the week after that, I think we've got Groves versus Eubank, and then obviously we've got our own Callum Smith oh. against Jürgen Bremer, <clears throat> your teammate, of course, it's been a sensational tournament. It's been absolutely unreal. Yes, there's a few teeth and problems. We need a better TV deal. We need better undercards, everything else. Yeah. But the actual fights have 100% delivered. Now, you know what's coming. Yeah. If the Sowlands come to you um, at the back end of this year and say, right, or in the summer more than likely, we're going to do a bantamweight version of World Boxing Super Series, you sign up for that, aren't you? Yeah, snap that hand off, don't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. So who, who's the other seven then that we're putting in? Come on, let's have a let's see if we can run through now and you'd, pick out. You'd go with the champions, wouldn't you? So yeah. You, you've got Ryan, you've got Tete, yeah. and 
But WBC's vacant, isn't it? Because Neri and that other kid are boxing for it again, I think. Yeah, it's vacant at the moment, yeah. Um, so Lewis Neri is fighting uh, Yamanaka for it again, yeah. So who would you have then? You'd have... trying to think. I think Yamanaka's got to go in there. Because yeah. Yamanaka... they He's champion for like six, seven years. One. That's right, yeah. So yeah. Yamanaka and Lewis Neri, the Mexican, so that's a, the, the, the Japanese and the, and the Mexican. And yeah. then, as you say, there's, there's obviously Ryan Burnett... Um, you know, you get Solis, then they, you're in the yeah. mix. So there's there's potentially your four ranked fighters right there. Yeah. Yourself mm. as WBA champ, Solis, Lewis Neri, and Yamanaka. Um, and yet we haven't even put Tete. Surely Tete is going to have to be ranked in there as well. Yeah. So you know, there's just five off the top of our heads. The, the tournament itself is just it, it could be absolutely unreal. And yeah. me, you know what? That might be something that Jamie McDonnell is kind of waiting around for because Possibly, yeah. financially and from a, a legacy standpoint, these tournaments are really setting up something a bit special. You know, they're setting yeah. Alexander Uskup right now to be a potential world champion, a heavyweight, never mind cruiserweight. I know, yeah. Everyone's talking about him already going up a weight yeah. um, into the heavyweight. I'd love to see him at heavyweight myself. Like, I think he's a brilliant fighter. Um, yeah, but the bantamweights, I'd definitely snap your hand off if, if that came around. Be some, be some. Uh, well, listen, Kelly Sowland's a big fan of this show, so Kelly, if you're listening and you need Paul Butler's number, you just let me know, mate, and we'll book that in for next year. World Boxing Super Series, the Bantamweights, we are in. Sign us up. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk with me, your host Nick Peter. If you've just joined us, you've missed all our footy chat. You've missed us chatting about him out this weekend. I am still, of course, joined in the studio by the one and only former world champion, soon to be. Again, and the new WBA world champion, Mr. Paul Butler. Uh, April 21st, then, Paul. Again, we had Amir Khan and, uh, and and the whole road show in Liverpool earlier today talking about the event. Um, you're hoping, hoping everything goes right this weekend. You're going to be added to that bill, um, hopefully with a world title fight as well. Potentially a title fight for Tasha on there, fifth fight. I know it sounds pretty early. If it was a if it was a male boxer, you'd probably say no. But female boxing slightly different. Opportunities come soon. Yeah, she's definitely ready for a for a world title. I'd say Tasha. Um, she's constantly watching the champions in the gym. They're always on Joe's laptop. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure she's boxed the WBO champion. Oh right, amateur. okay. She's already beat her anyway. Yeah, she's already beat her. Um, so I think they're trying to trying to sort a fight out there. Um, and if they do, it'd be great for Tasha. Um, world champion within six fights. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Nice to have Amir Khan on your undercard as well. Yeah, you know, nice, nice to yeah, you know get a few fans in. Yeah. The uh, his opponent Phil Phil LaGreco was in Liverpool today making a few waves. I don't saying mm. all the right things, but let's be honest, we don't know too much about him, do we? No. Has he boxed Spence? I think. Um, I don't. I don't think so. No. I had a little look at his record. Let's have a quick look now. I don't think. He, oh yeah, he has. He, he has box Spence. Yeah, he got stopped yeah. in the third round. Sorry, yeah, that was out in Las Vegas. So yeah, that you know, Port, there's no shame in that. Spence one of the best in the division. Porter as well, I think. Sean um, Porter on there. Yeah, he lost on points to Sean Porter. So whenever he's stepped up, you know, you could argue yeah, he's that been, he's been completely found out. He's um, been well matched, Danny Khan. So I think it's just. Get this one out of the way with Khan. I think I think they're going to try and build towards a big Kelbrook fight, aren't they? Well, you'd like to think so because where else do you take him? I know exactly. I know Ami has come out and said he'd like to conquer the welterweight division, but let's be honest, we mentioned one of them then, Errol Spence. Yeah, you've also got Keith Thurman, mm. who for me is currently the number one in the weight division. Yeah. And now you've got Terence Crawford, who's moved up to welterweight as well. Yeah. Three absolute killers that, I'm not being honest, they, would, they wouldn't use Ami Khan for sparring. No, the three of them are unbelievable. 
So why? So I'm here saying I want to contact. Is this just you know hyperbole? It's just this them talking. That's what he was insisting today. But surely mm. the big payday for him, the big fight, it's is to move up to Super Welter. Yeah. And get and finally fight Kell Brook. We sure. want it as fans. We want it, don't we? I'm sure if Kell Brook wins a world title, um, then Khan will bite his hand off to to have a shot at that. Yeah. Um, he's done it. He's done it before. He, he jumped up to box Canelo on it. Yeah. Um, came up short there a bit, but but this is different. Yeah, you know, Canelo. Yeah, in hindsight, I asked Amir about this today, and in hindsight, yeah, he says. Fighting Canelo Alvarez was a mistake. It was mm. too big of a jump, and he was too big a puncher, and I, I was misguided. Yeah. Um, but Kell Brook's different. You yeah. know, I, I truly I believe if fight. they fight tomorrow, that's a 50-50 fight for me. It, I still think it's a 50-50 fight. I think it's a great fight. Um, the speed versus the power in it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a brilliant fight. I think it has been for years. I still think it's a good fight. don't think it's quite as big as it could have been last year. Yeah. Um, but from a fan's perspective, listen, I'll be honest. But they're going to build it, aren't they? I don't think Amir Khan or Kelbrook have got a world title in them, in them again. No. I don't think they will either of them will become a world champion again. But what they can do is fight each other and have a massive fight. And you know what? It has the potential to be a fight of the year, a domestic yeah. fight of the year. Definitely. So then you rematch it and then you make even more money at a stadium. Yeah. And then you know what? You might get a vacant title thrown in. I think mm. that's their only chance to become world champion again. Possibly, yeah. Um... Yeah, you're probably right, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely like to see one or two of their fights. And now Amir's first. joined Eddie. Come on, the stars have aligned, finally. You know, they're under the same promoter. I think it's finally nailed on. It's got to be in the contract, surely. Yeah. I'm open so anyway. They wouldn't they wouldn't commit to it today, but I am, I'm certainly open. So, speaking of 50-50 fights, um, we talked about it earlier in the show, World Boxing Super Series. Um, the cruiserweights are out this weekend. Um, two big, massive punches with massive knockout records and undefeated records again. It's going to be a hell of a hell of a gun show. But let's talk about the super middles. Mm. Um, Callum Smith, of course, fights Jürgen Bremer in the final semi-final. I'm sure, like yeah. me, you believe Callum's going to, even though he's got to go to Germany. Yeah. I, I think he, I think he wins on points there and wins pretty comfortably. What about yourself? Uh, I think he gets rid of him around about the nine ten mark. Oh, that's um, tremendous. He's looking good, Callum. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong. Sharp, very good in the gym. Um, the southpaw stand doesn't bother him. Yeah. So I think you'll you'll get a very good Callum Smith on the twenty fourth. Absolutely, and then the guns blaze, and then for the final in May, come May, who do you think it's going to be? Then is it going to be Eubank or is it going to be George Groves? I I honestly think um, Eubank. I think he just works too hard for him. I think once it goes past four rounds, I was actually watching the Tudor fight the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, when he won the world title. And he was struggling. And he was struggling, yeah. yeah. Uh, he catches him with an uppercut and then go sticks all his eggs in one basket, goes for it and gets him out of there. Ref steps in. Yeah. Uh, but if, I don't think if he, if he doesn't get rid of him there, he's in trouble because he's blew a gasket and Tudinov doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. And Eubank's more relentless than that. I think Eubank, after six rounds, I think gets to him. I think he, he takes him out of there after... Eight, nine rounds. There's been a lot of talk in the build-up to that fight about the spars that they used to have previously. Mm. Um, you know, people are also, you know, I know fight fans who are also looking at the fact that Eubank Jr. has got a loss to Billy Joe Saunders on his record down at middleweight, and you know, they, they're questioning whether he is a full-blown twelve-stone super middleweight fighter. But I've got to be honest, I think Eubank's moved on so much over the last couple of years. I think yeah. he's a completely different animal from the guy who lost to Billy Joe Saunders and certainly the guy that sparred George Groves. Yeah, I was there at the Billy Joe Saunders fight and um, 
he, he looked completely lost first five, six rounds. And then he, he sort of got into the fight. And I thought it was a very close fight. Um, but since that loss, some people learn a lot from a loss. Um, and I think he did that night. Um, he started far too slow. Uh, I think since then he hasn't really started that slow. Yep. Um, I think he's improved massively. And uh, I think you'll see that on the 17th, is it? 17th, yeah. yeah. 17th of February at the yeah. Manchester Arena. Um, I, I always like to look at last opponents as well, what they did last time out. And obviously we've got the perfect picture here because we, we've had a quarterfinal in the same tournament against two top-ranked guys. George Groves, for me, he, as number one seed, picks yeah. the weakest link, I, yeah. Jamie Cox, who was a blown-up middleweight, let's be honest, yeah. and gets rid of him inside four rounds, no problem mm. there. Um, but Eubank, he ends it's up with Yildirim, the Turk, yeah. who's an absolute monster so that fun. nobody wanted. That was the last pick everybody wanted, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. And he gets rid of him inside three rounds and looked sensational mm. doing it as well. It did look good. Um, everyone was shocked that, that uh, his dad picked him. Everyone thought he was going to pick the American. Yeah. Um, but obviously they <laughs> they seem to know something that we didn't. But again, you know, you had, Gro- you had George Groves here fighting in the UK against Jamie Cox in a bit of a, a gimme fight mm. for him, if you like. Um, with all the fans all happy singing, clapping away. And then Eubank Jr. goes to Germany to fight a take, but he's, he's based in Germany yeah. in front of a mad partisan crowd. And yeah, when you watch it, they were screaming at him, they were spitting at him and yeah. everything. And Eubank Jr. just took it in a stride, got in there and absolutely took Yildrum apart. Yeah, and for he, me, that was a massive statement in this tournament. Yeah, I think he thrives on, all, on stuff like that, Eubank. Um, he's obviously seen all that, got himself right up for it. And uh, he's took him out of him three rounds. Brilliant performance. What do you think Groves then? Uh, Groves, do you think it, we're looking at a late stoppage for Eubank? Would you say? I, I think around about nine, yeah. Um, you think Eubank will get him out of there? I think Eubank, yeah, I just think exhaustion. I don't think I don't think he's unfit, Groves. I think he's just got a stamina problem. I just think he blows up. Um, like Bruno used to. Yeah. Just I don't know what it is with him. He, he always seems to tie. He done it against Groves in the first one. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Flotch in the first one. Um, which I believe he was he was he, he was unfairly robbed of. I thought he was winning yeah. that fight before it was stopped. I did as well. I thought he was well up. Um, and then Chudanov, he looked like he was tiring. I just seem to think he's got a stamina problem. I think. Yeah. Uh, Eubank will be all over that. You question whether Groves lives the life. Yeah. But there's no question Eubank Jr. lives the life. Yeah, he's Absolutely no he? question. His fitness is there for days, and I think that will prove the issue. So <coughs> we're on the same page then. We're talking about a, a Callum Smith, Eubank Jr. domestic super fight come May. Yeah. Um, it looks like they're probably looking at dates that are out there at the moment. I would hazard a guess it's going to be May 25th, May 26th, whatever the, the Saturday night is there at the end of May. Um, May, by the way, May 2018 is it unbelievable. We start with Hey Bell U2, mm. then we go straight into uh, the Cinco de Mayo, Triple G versus Golovkin 2. Yeah. Following weekend, World Boxing Super Series, Cruiserweights, the weekend after Warrington versus Selby, yeah. and Badu Jack versus Stevenson. Good and fight. then to end the month, we're talking about well, potentially Callum Smith against Chris Eubank Jr. Obviously, a Callum stable mate. How. how we're gonna say we're both gonna say you know this is an amazing side Joe. We're both gonna believe mm. Callum Smith wins that fight, um, but why why does he win that fight and George Groves doesn't against Eubank Junior? Uh, size, fitness, um, his boxing ability is brilliant. Callum's uh, he can control the distance 
just with his range. Um, I think... Is that how you beat Eubank Jr.? A brilliant jab? Yeah, and he's got a good jab, Callum. Uh, he's long, he's, he'd be huge compared to Eubank on the yeah. night. Um, but I'd say he's a light heavy coming down where Eubank's a, a, a middle going up. Going, coming up, yeah. yeah. Um, Callum's really good inside as well. I don't think Eubank's had that with anyone yet where they, they can actually control him inside. Uh, not so much throwing with him. It's about tying him up and pushing him onto ropes, leaning and just neglecting his best stuff, which is his uppercuts on the inside. That'll probably be the toughest thing for Callum, uh, them uppercuts on the inside, because Callum being so tall. Mm-hmm. And that's what Eubank will want. Um, but I'm sure Joe would have a plan for that. Yeah, and how big is that going to be as well? How big is that final going to be? That'll be huge. Because you know, yeah. it's going to get a lot of eyeballs, this Eubank-George Grove semi-final. But that will obviously bounce straight into the final come May. It's going to yeah. be a massive, massive night for British boxing. Huge but it event. could be the biggest night in the history of, and let's be honest, the mm. Smith family. And yeah. um, what nights they've had over the years. I the know. amount of belts them four brothers have won and the great nights that we've all had watching yeah. them. This could top the lot. You know, mm. World Boxing Super Series final against Chris Eubank Jr., Callum mm. Smith. It's different level stuff, different stratosphere. Huge, huge. From, from you... Being alongside him in the gym as well, have you seen a change in Callum? Have you seen his, his attitude change during the tournament, or has he been the same? Because he's, he's always laid back, Callum. He's you know he's, yeah. he's the quiet one out of the four brothers anyway. He's like the silent assassin. Yeah, he, he's laid back. He takes everything in his stride, Callum. Um, constantly listening to Joe and the advice, and Jurgen Bremer's constantly on on the laptop in the gym. And before before training, when Callum's bandaging up, he's just sitting there and he's religiously watching him yeah. um, picking up on things and he's sparring very well he's he's, he's getting in people that are, are doing stuff what Braim is doing yeah. and um, he, he's looking really good Is that what it's about at this level Paul? Like when you get to you know there's world title you know people, people talk about getting to world title fights and everything else and oh, the, t- the camp was tough and doing this and I think from the outside fight fans we can think well oh yeah you're up at, you're doing the hills at 6 in the morning and then you go mm. and you do your tech spar and then you do this and then you do your strength and conditioning Oh yeah, we know how it works, but there's a lot more in the, that goes on between the years as well yeah. in terms of learning about your opponents. You've got to be able to at this level. You've got to be able to. You've got to not second guess what Solis is going to do before you even get in the ring with him. Surely. Yeah, definitely. Um, before I went to Joe, I never used to watch my opponents. Um, I used to say, "I'll just leave that to my trainer and just let him say on the night he'll do this and he'll do that yeah. and you do this." Yeah, but Joe says. I want you to be on the same wavelength as me. If he's doing this and you don't think he's doing this, or we both want to know the same thing. So yeah. I watched the Stewie all fight before I boxed him again. And um, just the habits, what he does, like every time he goes in one, he'll come out two. Yeah, yeah. Just, just And you can every, see it then. It makes, every makes time perfect sense. Out, every time he'd come out two when you'd throw a shot, he'd try and react straight away to that shot. Just little things like that. and You can actually you, see it you visually. Can see go, it, yeah. Oh, you okay. Think, wow, he's doing that again and yeah, again yeah. and again. And you're thinking, I don't know how Joe picks up on these things, but he does. And of course. But that's his job. That's why, he was, that's why he was Ring Magazine Coach yeah. of the Year, because he leaves no stone unturned, no, Joe. he doesn't. And um, like when I boxed Joey all the second time, it felt so easy. It felt like I'd been in there with him already five times over, six times over. Yeah. Um, I knew every move he was going to do. I think that was what that was why it was so easy for me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully the Solis thing will be 
just as easy. Um, mm. Good luck for this weekend, first and foremost, whoever your yeah. opponent may be, whether it's uh, whether it's the Pablo Hernandez or yeah. the other guy. Uh, right here, right now, it's just about getting your business done, isn't yeah, it? That's what it is, taking care getting, of business and then... Getting that W and moving on. Absolutely, yeah. Before you go as well, what about the main event this weekend? I'm buzzing about it, me, Lawrence Coley versus Isaac Chamberlain. Uh, forget about the WBA continental cruiserweight bauble or whatever's on the line this is the who's the best cruiserweight in london in my mind yeah definitely um i like chamberlain you know i've always liked chamberlain uh i think his skill set is brilliant um i believe he's been doing some good sparring with you usec as well so i fancy chamberlain late on yeah big mm. there you go you were there first paul butler thanks again for joining me in the studio best of luck this weekend we'll see yeah. you out hopefully april 21st for that world title fight you're listening to Nick Pete. This is Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you want some more from us, check us out on social media at Fight Disciples across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I will catch you next week. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.